Indianapolis. Go Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs. We win.com. Injury Lawyer Studio. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. On Hot 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the Hot 96.3 studios and the 106.7 WTLC studios in downtown Indianapolis on this Sunday, June 19th, 2022. Happy Father's Day to all of the gentlemen out there. Happy Father's Day to my dad, Mr. Carl Riddle, who was in northwest Indiana this morning. And, of course, happy Juneteenth as we celebrate um, the official the final, the latest folks who got the news that slavery had ended uh, this week. And there's been some great uh, events, concerts, festivals, parades right here in Indianapolis. It's been beautiful all weekend. So good to see it and hope that many of these things that are new continue as traditions here in Indianapolis on the Juneteenth weekend. On the show this morning, we will be having some of the ladies on from the local aka chapter the sorority is hosting an art culture and appetizers event you get it aka well we'll tell you how you can support a long list of black businesses by spending this coming friday night with the aka's rochelle laval and nataki Pettigrew will join us on our live line coming up this morning to see how you can hang with the aka's coming up this week also on the show this morning you know, we made some news here at the radio station with some earth-shattering news uh, this week with the announcement that Urban One is purchasing four more Indianapolis radio stations and a statewide news and talk syndication network. That's right, the folks over at WIBC will soon be our co-workers right here at HOT and WTLC. You might have also heard that Radio One is selling 96.3. And I know that's raised a lot of questions, but I'll have those answers about exactly where we are going when our regional vice president and general manager, Dion Levingson, joins us live in studio to talk about the deal and, of course, answer your questions on our live line. Dion will be here at about 8.30 this morning. A lot to talk about on the show this morning, but first, let's get you caught up on what is happening today in the news. Health officials have identified the first probable case of monkeypox here in, in, in Indiana. The Indiana Department of Health completed its first initial testing of the case on Saturday. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will now do further testing to confirm. Monkeypox is a viral disease similar to smallpox, but clinically less severe. Symptoms include the common fever, headache, and sore throat. However, a rash that looks like water blisters will also start to develop on the body. The State Department of Health says person-to-person -person transmission is possible either through skin-to-skin -skin contact with bodily fluids, monkeypox sores, or contaminated items like bedding or clothing, or through the exposure of respiratory droplets during prolonged face-to-face -face contact. Therefore, the risk of getting monkeypox across the general public continues to be extremely low. The Indiana patient remains in isolation while health officials look for close contacts. 
Two bodies were found in a van on the southwest side of Indianapolis Saturday. IMPD says they received a report of two dead male bodies in the backyard of a home in the 22600 block of Mars Hill Street. When police arrived, they found two individuals, one male and one female inside of a van who were dead. Police tell CBS4 that the deaths were not from natural causes and might be from a double overdose. Foul play is not expected. IMPD is mourning the loss of one of its own. The department says Detective Anthony Farrell was involved in an off-duty accident. He died Thursday at his cabin in Lawrence County. Farrell had been with IMPD since 1999. In the forecast, this Juneteenth and this Father's Day, much like yesterday, will be absolutely beautiful. We'll get up to a high of 82 degrees today with mostly clear skies. The next couple of days will be hot, hot, hot with temperatures climbing into the 90s, past 95 probably on Tuesday. A chance of rain then pops up on Wednesday. We don't cool down until back into the 80s until next weekend. Right now, it is 60 degrees in Indy. At 8.06 on this Sunday morning, on this Juneteenth, on this Father's Day, again, happy Father's Day to all of the gentlemen out there. But the ladies have some programming that they would like you to come attend Bring everybody uh, and come support some local businesses. Uh, the AKAs are having art, culture, and appetizers coming up this Friday here in Indy. This is going to support a lot of small businesses and black businesses, but in order to support them, y'all have to show up. To get the details on exactly how the AKAs are working to help out, on our live line is Dr. Nataki Pettigrew and Dr. Rochelle Lavelle. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How, you got, how are you ladies doing? Good, good. Happy to be on. Happy Juneteenth. I think we're just really excited about everything that's going on in Indianapolis this week. There is a lot that's going on this week, a lot going on this summer. And, of course, the ladies of uh, Alpha, Kappa Alpha, are adding to that. Tell us about your event that you have coming up on Friday, Art, Culture, and Appetizers. Sure. So we are very excited to host this event at Hub and Spoke, which is located in Fishers. Um, so we're going to highlight several artists and focus on various forms of artistry. Um, we'll also have Black-owned businesses on the scene. And so we've, for the last four years, we've really been fortunate to be able to focus on the arts. It's been one of our um, international targets. And so this Friday, we will have several artists. We will have youth artists. Of a, um, artistry available. We'll have poets on the scene. We'll have live artists. We'll have performing arts, culinary arts, black-owned vendors, women-owned vendors. So we're very, very intentional about that. Um, and so we're just excited to be able to use this platform to showcase all of the great talent in Indianapolis and to provide exposure um, for these artists who are, in many cases, looking to see their work flourish. Um, and so we've been able to showcase this on our social media all last week. We highlighted a different artist every day. And so we're hoping that they can have greater exposure this Friday. So, ladies, let me ask you, why did you come up with this idea? Why did you feel that there was a need to create such a platform? I think one of the reasons why we decided to do this is to give our Black artists in the community an opportunity to really uh, display and showcase their work. I think um, there's a lot of unknown um, artists that are in the community, and we just want to bring that visibility to them. Um, also, we think it's a great opportunity for us to 
circulate black dollars in the community and support each other. And so um, that is what Alpha Kappa Alpha is all about. Um, we are a part of the black arts movement um, that is one of um, under our international target of the arts. And so we're really excited to be able to provide this opportunity to black owned businesses. That is often when I talk about these kind of events or do these type of stories, um, I hear a lot from local artists of, of different, you know, whether they be music or, or painting or, or photography, what have you, that up until recently, there had not been a lot of support like you see in other uh, major cities for the arts and these local, different local events. Are you ladies hearing that same thing too, that, you know, how that they are seeing a difference in the investment groups like the AKAs are putting into local arts? Yeah, I mean, we we obviously see that through um, our programming. We'll hear artists that will say, you know, a few years ago, people really didn't take art seriously, or they didn't look at the types of art, the different modes of art that we see. Um, and so when we think about just the intentionality and the, and the focus of art, Black art represents, you know, for Black people, Black power, Black freedom, Black creativity. And so when we think about this program on Friday, it's really an ode to that. It's an ode to Black art. It's an ode to Black artists. And it's just a, a space. It's a, And I call it a safe space for artists to showcase their work where it is loved and valued by the Black community. And so it's a space that we're going to expect greatness. We have great artists that are going to be there with us on Friday. And, and, and then, like I said, youth artists as well. I think we have about four youth artists that are sharing their work. We have over 10 um, artists that are sharing their paintings. We have poets. And so this is really just a safe place where Black people can say, this is greatness, and we feel it, we see it, we want to be a part of it. So as we... As the event comes on Friday, take me, what will it look like when I walk in? I'm imagining, of course, a lot of pink and green. Um, but what? Yes, you will see lots of pink and green. <laughs> I know we will. Um, what is what? What's the setup look like? Will Will there be an expo where you can just go up and uh, you know talk and and of course buy things? Absolutely. So we will have um, our vendors. You can go right up and talk to our vendors. You can purchase. Um, from our vendors, we have artists that are painting live on the scene. So we have two artists that are painting two pieces that you can come up and you can see them as they paint. You can purchase their work. We have um, artwork throughout the entire venue from the moment you walk in the door all the way to the back wall. There's artwork. Um, you will also have, we, we're very um, glad to have Eric Saunders, who is going to be our MC. And he's going to engage everyone with poetry. Um, we have um, culinary arts. So you're going to be excited by some of the work that we have from Kim's Treats. Um, we have photography. We have so much going on on Friday that you will see it from wall to wall. There, you'll see all of the great artwork that we see here in Indianapolis. So in addition to the art, in addition to the culture, there will be food with the appetizers. Tell us about that. There will be food. So we are engaging, again, a Black-owned business, and we will have appetizers for all of our guests. Um, and we will also have um, a food truck, Black Leaf Vegan, um, again, supporting um, Black-owned vendors. And so if you want to go and purchase even more, you can do that. 
but we will have a Black-owned vendor there providing the appetizers, so that can kind of set the vibe there. Um, just a little bit to enjoy while we are listening to our poetry, while we're watching our artists. Um, and then we'll have some treats, some Kim's treats. She's providing some treats for us as well. So I imagine this is just one of probably the many things your chapter uh, does in a year. What else are, are, are you ladies up to in a year? Because this is a big undertaking. This is a huge deal. Yeah, one of our next programs that is coming up, we're kicking off actually this summer, is our signature program, Pearls, where we provide mentoring to uh, 7th and 8th grade young ladies in the community. And so that is a program we are really proud of. Um, we see a lot of these young ladies that are in need of support, um, and we just help to provide that through mentorship and making sure that they're on the right track um, to go to college or to live out their dreams however uh, they see fit and just to give them the tools and resources to be able to do that. And so we're really excited to be able to bring that back. Um, with the pandemic, we had to uh, really pull back and do some virtual um, options there. Uh, but now um, with us kind of slowly transitioning back to um, in-person events, um, we'll really be able to do the mentoring, the hands-on mentoring that we're accustomed to. So tell us, what are the details for this Friday's event? It's up in Carmel at Hub and Spoke. How do we get there? Are, are there tickets still available? This I know I've heard about this. This is already pretty popular. It is pretty popular. Um, it did sell out pretty quickly, but then there were some more tickets added. So I would just tell folks to kind of check back every day. Um, there are tickets that have been added over the last few days. There have been some people that have reserved and said, well, they can't actually come on Friday. So there may be some tickets that are floating out there. Um, so we would encourage folks to just check out our social media, to check out the Eventbrite, which is on our social media, um, to see exactly what the details are. But it is at Hub and Spoke, um, which is on 106th Street in Fishers. Um, and it starts at 7 o'clock. Um, and we will hope to see everyone with their smiling faces in their cute and classy attire. Um, and again, it is adults only, although we will feature young people. It is for adults only. Um, and we hope to see you all on Friday. Now, how do we find those tickets, which are free, correct? They are yes. free. So if you go to our social media pages, um, we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You will see the link there. And if you click on that link, it'll let you know if there's tickets available. Okay. And if I could just add you really can. quickly, you Cameron, sure um, our uh, tag on Facebook and on Instagram is Kai Kai Omega, which is spelled C-H-I-C-H-I-O-M-E-G-A. And you can find us there on social media. Um, that is our local chapter here in Indianapolis. Okay. You can find the ladies on Facebook. And I like how she threw that in there. It is cute and classy attire. So don't show up like you don't belong. You got to match the, the pretty pink and the green. <laughs> match the vibe. Match the vibe. All right, ladies, thank you so much for coming on and also for what you're doing for the community year round. I appreciate you coming on and talking with us. Thanks thank so you much. so much, okay, Cameron. Actually, before we go. We did this whole segment, and no one says skiwi. Can we end with a? Can you end us properly, please? I am just getting over a cold, so I don't know that I can even say skiwi right now. But it's all in the. <laughs> I thought y'all would start soon as we got on. I was prepared for it. Thank We're being cute so and classy. You know? <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll we'll see y'all on Friday. All Thank right. you. All right. Still to come here on Open Lines this morning. We're going to open the phone lines a little bit and uh, talk to you. As I told you, coming up at the bottom of the hour, our VP uh, and uh, general manager, 
Dion Levingston will be here in the building to talk about uh, the big news that the big headlines that that we created that uh, he's been working on secretly upstairs in the in the corner office. And and this um, is, is made big news across the nation for what is about to happen with uh, the radio stations that you're listening to right now and some that are up and down the dial. But first, uh, Chase, let's take a quick three-minute commercial break, and then we will come back and do open lines for a little bit, and then we will welcome Dion into the show uh, coming up here in about 15 minutes. So uh, go ahead and start calling me right now so you can get in with the open phone lines, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air here this morning. Call me. We're going to have open lines talking with you about whatever is on your mind coming up in three minutes. And we are back here on Open Lines on WTLC 106.7 and Hot 96.3 on this Sunday, June 19th, Father's Day and Juneteenth. Uh, We're going to go to Open Lines, talk to some of y'all on the phone, see what's on your mind uh, this morning. Let's start. Uh, The phone lines are hot already. Caller on line three. I believe it's Katie. Good morning. Good morning. What's on your mind? You're live on the air. I am thinking about my dad and how much he's done for me and stuff. And it's Father's Day, so I just wanted to give him a big shout out and tell him thank you for all that he's done the past 24 years. And what's your dad's name? James. James? Yes. All right. We send a happy Father's Day to James. Katie, thanks for calling in. I'm sure your dad appreciates that and already knows how much you appreciate and love him. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How you doing this morning? I'm good, Paul. How are you? I'm great. And greetings to everybody. Uh, since today is Father's Day, I thought I'd switch gears. Okay, go for and it. I just, I just wanted to share with, with some of the young men and some of the older men um, you know, when you take the responsibility of raising your children and then taking the responsibility of raising somebody else's children is really a great thing. Even you as a bus driver, because I know you don't have any children. Not that yet, I'm aware of. They're not yet, but, you know, <laughs> you, drive that, you drive that school bus, and I'm sure uh, that you share and encourage with the young people. So even though you don't have no children, you're still acting dad. Uh, and so we want to, I will appreciate that because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share this last thing. Um, you, you, you really don't know what greater feeling it is when you have two young men come up to you and tell you, say, you know, when you was, when you was raising us, I hated you. We, we just hated you. Mm-hmm. And he said, we hated you all the way until we had our own children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, he said, then he said, everything we was doing was mocking after you. And uh, so, so guys, you know, even though a child may be not understanding what's going on, don't stop being a dad. And, um, you know, it's really an important, important job. Even if you and the the young lady don't work out, you know, make sure that you leave a positive impression on those children. So that's all Paul had to say today. I want everybody to have a great day today. And Cameron, thank you for the opportunity for allowing us to come on your show and get a lot of information and put a lot of information out there. You guys have a great day. 
and hopefully I'll holler at y'all next Sunday. All right. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Uh huh. And you know what? I would be remiss if I didn't uh, say another Father's Day shout-out. I shouted my father out, Carl Riddle, at the beginning of the show. He's been a great dad. But, of course, I also had a stepdad named Henry Crittenden, and I got to shout him out because Hen has been one of my biggest supporters of doing uh, what I'm doing right now since forever. I remember my my first job, I took his car uh, to my first job at Chuck E. Cheese. And when I would go out to, uh, you know, do different things to learn how to be a journalist, I used his car a lot of times. He was, he's been one of my biggest supporters and listeners of this show. So, Henry, to you, uh, happy Father's Day as well. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to call to get on the air this morning as we have time to just talk. Chat with you, see what's on your mind. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, how's it going? It's Mayhem. Good morning. Hey, when Dion uh, comes on, I want you to talk about the hypocritical on on the black station on um, thirteen on thirteen ten the talk show. How mm-hmm. you how how him and Tina Cosby censored people, but now you about to merge with um, the great station over there, the best talk show, Tony Cat. Um, all the things they talk about, you couldn't talk about on Tina's show. They talk about fake news, but now, because uh, they used to uh, censor people and would let Larry come on, all the stuff Larry's talking about, they are talking about. But now, they will not. They are not going to change anything, and they're going to let them um, talk what they talk. It, it need to balance up anyway, because um, uh, Real One is so liberal. We need balance. How how can he explain that? When they're not going to say um, they're not going to change anything, but when people call on on Tina Coffee show, she'll uh, censor them and he hangs up on them. But you don't now. You got now. You about the other station? They can say anything what they want to say. It's, it's kind of hypocritical because uh, they always on Tina's show hanging up on people and censored Larry. Uh, have, have him explain that. I know it's about money, but how are you going to? be on that show talking about you can't say that, but you just brought a station that they say that. All right. Have a good one. All right. Well, you you should call back in a couple minutes for one and ask that question yourself to Dion, but he's probably listening. If he's not, I'll ask uh, that question, but he'll be here in a few minutes, and you can call back and uh, have that one-on-one with the man who you're talking about uh, when our uh, when the boss of Radio 1 Indianapolis, which is expanding, comes and joins us here in the studio here in a couple of minutes. And, yes, I'll ask that question if, if you don't, but I don't know if he, he – I don't know if Dion might be upstairs uh, or if he's in the car. Uh, if he didn't hear that, I'll ask him, but you can call back and ask yourself. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing, Cameron? I'm good, Larry. Hey, he said Larry, and there you are. Boom, there it is. Hey, listen, I just want to do one thing. Okay. With the merger with WIBC, now you know WIBC have been here for many years, almost 87 years in this market. Well, I think they're moving to another platform, and Emma's is uh, finding out that uh, the radio's transistor radio is, uh, is is going out of out of vogue, right? Because they're losing all kind of uh, information and stuff. And you know, if Kathy Hughes comes on talking about support black businesses and the white people that have got the money hear that, they're not going to patronize their station. So that's going to be a real tight rope to march up and down because they're sense they're definitely censoring on 
uh, Radio One stations now, but the whole product the information had to be put on the on the on the table when you're having serious discussions. And if you can't do that, then I don't think you're going to survive in this upcoming deal that we're going to have with uh, radio because radio is going to be a thing of the past in about five years. Because why? Because we have more uh, specialized platforms being developed right now to take it out. I think that's why M is sold, and uh, and uh, I think it's going to be a dangerous move for Radio One if they don't, you know, if they don't let speech get across because that's what people listen for. Anyway, I found from Eunice Strader, she called me and told me the way that they're taking DNA is the reason they're taking DNA and retina scans is they're telling these kids that they have to have this so they can get reparations. So that's the dirty thing that they're doing. Eunice still needs to come on and say why she's taking retina scans and uh, and also DNA from our kids and, uh, you know, turn it over or selling it. Because you know that's a big thing now, Cameron. You collect data and stuff just like Marshawn and the other ones are doing. They're collecting data on our community and then taking it and selling it or going over to the state house, getting in committee meetings and testifying against our committees. I look forward to, uh, confronting Marshawn and the rest of those people over at the state house this year when they go over there to, uh, spread their lies and garbage on our community and, uh, maybe put some kind of a blunt to it. But, uh, I think that, uh, we need to be real serious and I think Dion's a smart man. But he needs to say, uh, if you want to come on our station and we have something like open lines, or Tina Cosby is still saying, watch the June 6 hearings, which is, is anybody can look at that and still saying that Joe Biden is helping us. I mean, anybody can look at Joe Biden and see that he's senile, but they're still supporting him, still supporting his policies, spending billions of dollars in Ukraine. Our people are walking the street, living under bridges. So if that's what they support, then uh, people need to know that's what they support and uh, go from that point. Thanks for letting me on, Cameron. All right, Larry. Uh, The the man of the building just walked in the room. Dion Levingston will join us when we come back from this commercial break. Uh, Dion, your name has been invoked several times here this morning. So if you didn't miss it, I will fill you. If you missed it, I'll fill you in. Flipping through all the dials. So I do not hear you after the AK. Okay, okay. Your name was brought up by a couple of listeners. Uh, as you hear, Dion is in the building. The first person I've seen in this room since 2020. I've never been in this room with anybody else since the pandemic started. More open lines coming up in three minutes. Back to open lines with Cameron Riddle on Hot 96.3. And we are back here on Open Lines on this Sunday morning. Uh, For the first time since the start of the pandemic, I'm actually looking at a human being inside of the studio uh, as our general manager and regional vice president, Dion Levingston, is live in the studio. Dion, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, We made some some big news this week. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, But first... um, it's, it's Juneteenth weekend. It's a lot going on. Our stations have been out. We've been hard at work, and it's been looking good. We've been everywhere, and I, I want to congratulate uh, uh, 
I mean, I want to congratulate the Walker. I mean, you had um, hometown Babyface perform um, Friday night. It was an incredible gala underneath an air-conditioned tent. Thank God mm-hmm. the tent was air-conditioned because it hadn't broke um, the weather by then. So, um, But it was a great event, and the Walker had a wide variety of people across all spectrums there, and it was an incredible event. Friday night, which kicked off into the um, Juneteenth committee doing um, White River State Park being packed. I bet you it was five, 6,000 people mm-hmm. out there at least, and um, tens of, I mean, dozens of vendors, and it was absolutely incredible. And the Walker did their street um, festival, in which they had entertainment underneath um, the uh, nice um, tent again, um, heated or air conditioned tent out there. So it was a, it was an incredible weekend. And Gino did um, the what funk the fest. funk mm-hmm. funk fest last night, mm-hmm. um, which did incredibly well too. So um, our 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 city is is really celebrating Juneteenth in a way that um, uh, there are a lot of people in town for the Walker celebration going, wow, I didn't expect this from Indianapolis. So it was really proud. And the Walker today goes again from noon to five. We were at all of the events, needless to say. So our staff to David Gray and our um, promotions and marketing staff, great job. And to Karen Vaughn and Swift and um, Griff from um, Erica Campbell Mm -hmm. and all of our, we were everywhere. I can't thank everybody from Juneteenth Committee, the Walker, our staff. It's just been a long, but it's been a a weekend that make, and Gino, I don't want to forget Gino, it's a weekend that's just made Indy look good. And on top of that, you also had a garden party going on at Newfield. I forgot about Jeff and garden. Jeff, Mm -hmm. I wasn't leaving you out. Mm -hmm. I forgot about Jeff and garden party. (laughs) So. I'm sorry. I said I was going to leave somebody out, right. too. That's what happens when you have a lot going on, which is really, um, really, really good. But, yeah, I, I, that was incredible. My daughter was at Garden Party with Jeff um, mm-hmm. and um, his team out there. So It was um, a black and beautiful weekend, and it continues. It was really, really a weekend of excellence that that Indianapolis can do, not just one weekend a year. Y'all, let's just not mm-hmm. do one weekend a year. My wife and I were on vacation, and we saw this huge outdoor festival in the city we were in, and we were like, why couldn't Indy do this? I mm-hmm. mean, it was a it was a huge food festival, and it was incredible. We were like, we could do this in Indy. And I'll point out, because, because it was successful, no one will point it out, but all these events were peaceful, no problems. You're not hearing about anything, not that, I, not that you should expect it, but let it be known that a lot happened this weekend and it went off without an issue. It did. And, you know, the beauty of all these events this weekend where they were young, old, they were black, white, brown. There was variety at all of these events. I mean, if you went to the Juneteenth event, you saw a lot of people who looked like you and didn't look Mm -hmm. like you. Young, old, black, white, brown. I mean, that's what Indianapolis is becoming. I mean, there was a huge presentation um, that the Urban League did, and they brought in this professor from North Carolina. He talked about how Indianapolis is browning mm-hmm. and blacking, mm-hmm. and um, and actually aging too. Mm-hmm. So, but it, uh, yeah, it was it, it was something really to be proud of for the city as a whole. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week for you. It has I, been a busy week. I think it was last Sunday you sent out an email to the staff saying we're going to have a staff meeting at four fifteen on Monday. Now, we had just had a staff meeting. 4.15 on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. We had just had a staff meeting the week before. And we, we, we don't usually have them that close. On Thursday. Yes. We don't usually have them that close. So when you sent that, I said, uh-oh. 
that I said, well, this might be a good thing. And what I actually thought were you going to you were going to announce that we were opening the building back up and everybody was coming back in full in person. Um, that's not what you said. Yeah, I'm ready for that, but um, you know we're we're based in D.C. So right, um, and and we're being very very careful as far as who we let in the building and out of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our competitors and most of the businesses in Indy are open. I, I would love to be open again. Um, hopefully, we will get to that point. We still have. All of our programming staff here, our sales staff meets here once a week and comes in, in and out. All of our management is here at least three to five days a week. But I would love to get the. It's just a different mm-hmm. feeling, especially with what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, we are the most diverse cluster in Radio One, for y'all that don't know it. We mm-hmm. have um, a Telemundo television station um, and TV of the world, for people who don't know. Um, in Spanish space, we have a regional Mexican station, um, Spanish space again. Um, we have W uh, TLC AM, which is gospel and talk with community connection. We have radio now, which is a CHR contemporary hits general market station. We have um, hot um, and we have WTLC FM. So we are diverse. We call ourselves the UN because mm-hmm. uh, brown, black, white, um, young, old, old men, women, men, women, gay, straight, bi, whatever. I mean, you. We are diverse, and I am. I am so proud of you already, Cameron. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so proud mm-hmm. of that diversity because we come together every mm-hmm. single day like a dysfunctional family mm-hmm. should, um, and we have fun. So I miss that energy of us not being in here together. Well, I th- I can't wait for that to get back. The last person to sit in the studio was actually Dr. Kane. The week everything okay, was I saw Doctor I saw Dr. Kane yesterday um, under the tent at. No, I saw Dr. Kane at Babyface. No, or, or maybe I saw her at Juneteenth. Dr. Kane was moving yesterday, I too. I saw I Dr. Bet. Kane a couple <laughs> places yesterday. So the announcement uh, that was made in our staff meeting on uh, Microsoft Teams, which is yeah. like Zoom, yeah. um, which I don't like because when you made the announcement, it there was you didn't get to hear the gasp or the cuss words that I said at home when you said what you said. And what Dion said was that Urban One had entered into an agreement with MS Communications to purchase their Indianapolis radio stations. Those are the radio stations that are at on the Monument Circle, at 40 Monument Circle. Right. Those are the stations that include B1057. Right. 97.1 Hank FM, the country station. Right. Um, ESPN Radio, the fan. Yeah, those two, the two different um, 90, transmitters. Yep, yeah, 93.5 and 107.5. 107.5. And then 93 WIBC, the conservative Fox News talk station. Yep. In addition to the statewide syndication network of Network Indiana. Correct. Those stations are currently owned by Emmis. They are competitors. They but, are. But what Dion announced is now they're about to be family and they're going to be moving into our building. And just like some of you have already called in, heads exploded, uh, gasps were made, but it, w- it was all silent on Zoom. And you were you kept asking, like, does anybody have any questions? And I asked a question, but I was like, this is huge. I just wish we were in the room together so you would hear the reaction of that moment. So and then the other thing was the hot move. Yes. So I'm going to break this down so everybody can understand it. 
because I've started to realize everybody didn't see the press release. Right. They were just hearing the way. 96 threes being sold. It's the way Indianapolis works. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm so guarded with what I say because mm-hmm. by the time it gets to the fourth person in Indianapolis, there's mm-hmm. no truth left in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are over the cap that the FCC lets you own um, as far as stations in this market. We own too many now. We own too many when we bring um, when we bring into the fold um, the stations that are currently owned by Emmis, which means we have to sell a station to be under the cap. Which, by the way, um, this is just my two cents. This is not the opinion of Urban One, Radio <laughs> One. I think it's the craziest thing in the world, right? Because you're regulating how many stations we can own in Indianapolis, but you're not regulating Google that has 93% of all searches. Mm-hmm. And I could just go through the litany of people and how backwards this is, mm-hmm. right, um, as far as regulation. And um, and any of y'all have heard me on um, with Tina before, um, Congressman Carson and I one day had a long talk about that. Um when he was talking about how some stations get on and just talk crazy. And I was like, but then you have a whole internet of craziness mm-hmm. that y'all aren't really regulating. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to leave that alone. Right. I'm going to leave that alone. Um, so we have to sell one station. Um, the station we are selling is the current airways we are on um, in the simulcast. It's 96.3. Um, we are moving hot intellectual property to 100.9. There are some strategic reasons why we are doing that. I don't want to get in the weeds of it, but so hot is not going away. Mm -hmm. Hot is moving to 100.9 when the sale closes in a couple months because we are not doing what's called an LMA in our business, um, meaning that we manage it from day one. We are doing through the FCC, through approval, through everything else. When that happens, you will hear hot 100.9 right. <laughs> um, on that frequency. That is what's going to happen. So to take care of a lot of the questions that I've been asked this week, that means that Smooth Jazz 100.9 is not coming back on the air here, right? Um we did smooth jazz for several years. Uh, in another life, I was the general manager of those stations mm-hmm. when we had smooth jazz. Mm-hmm. We lost a lot of money doing smooth jazz. Uh, and, and those of you who know me know I'm pretty direct and pretty honest. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not purchasing properties to lose money. Mm-hmm. We are not going backwards. We are not going back to a format that we lost money on. Mm-hmm. And for all y'all that want to call us all about the money, we are not a non-for-profit organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm very clear every day when I say that. So um, we service our community. Um, you know, TLC won a Crystal Award, one of uh, 10 stations in America to win that award won a Service to America Award, the only major market station in the top 50 markets. The award is only given to, it's only three of them given away for small, medium, and large markets. Large market is 50 and above, which Mm -hmm. is a lot of high-power radio stations. We are up against WSB out of Atlanta, the big talk station, WTOP out of um, D.C., the big talk station, when TLC won that award. So 
all y'all don't want to call when you want to call about what do we do in the community. I listed everything we're doing for Juneteenth. I'm good with what we do in the community. Maybe you need to look in a mirror before you ask us what we do and see what you do in the community. So y'all can come for me on that. <laughs> the phones so, are ringing. So, but what I'm why I say that is that's why I'm comfortable saying we're a for profit mm-hmm. station. Because we are in the community. We do what we're supposed to mm-hmm. do in the community. But at the same sense, we can't do that unless we turn a profit. That's why Smooth Jazz is not coming mm-hmm. back on the air. It was not profitable then. If you notice, Smooth Jazz stations are gone. Mm-hmm. The second most question I get is WTLC-FM moving back to 105.7. Which is what I thought. A lot of people don't even know WTLC was on 105.7. Mm-hmm. I was here again in another life when mm-hmm. we moved it, mm-hmm. which was amazing. We moved from a 50,000-watt station to a 6,000-watt station, and our ratings actually went up, So, um, which was amazing during that time period. So to answer that question, WTLC is not moving back to 105.7 right now. We don't have plans to do that. And the reason why is if you look in the last, the most current ratings book among adults 25 to 54 – the stations of Emmis and TLC, I think out of the top six stations, there are four of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean. <laughs> it's WIBC, B1057, 93 Hank, WIBC, and TLC. and TLC. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, um, and, and those of y'all, and people go, well, are you talking to I'm not talking to business owners. I'm talking to people with common sense mm-hmm. right now. Why would we purchase properties that are highly ranked properties that match perfectly with our Mm -hmm. properties as far as extending our Mm -hmm. diversity to blow those up. That does not make sense. So let me ask this, because this is the question that folks are calling in and the phones are ringing. You have Urban One, Radio One, that is catered to an urban audience. Right. Um, And you have Emmis that pretty much has the opposite. Uh, opposite audience in some way. I won't say they don't cater to an urban audience. They're Indianapolis stations. You All people see is WTLC. They you know, y'all, progressive. I'll tell you what most people don't realize. Um, urban AC being TLC mm-hmm. FM, right? Mm-hmm. And country are so similar mm-hmm. in the listener base. Mm-hmm. They're time spent listening formats. They're very loyal formats. They're You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So... People see one thing, go country, blah, blah, blah. Right. They don't realize there's a good synergy. So understand, and everybody's called, oh, I can't believe you have this. You know what? Fox News is on. Mm-hmm. MSNBC is on. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's different. So mm-hmm. so we'll have two different points of view and two sides of no, two it, different sides of view. I, I, I mean, I think that diversity is 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 amazing. It makes perfect business sense. It, that diversity in this building is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it does make. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we will continue to super service our communities mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, IBC will continue to super service that community. Mm-hmm. Hank will continue to super service who they do. TLC FM will continue to super service who they do. This is very, very exciting to me, and it gives us a lot of opportunities to do a lot of really, really good things. I've had conversations with people talking about, hey, you know, we need to talk about some entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, across all of the brands and all. I mean, there's just so many creative things that we can do. I'm really, really, really excited, and um, uh, hopefully – We'll we'll be at that point in two or three months, and it's just really exciting to me. So I'll, I'll make it short. There are no plans to change WIBC from what it's doing right now because it's a leading station. That doesn't make any sense. WIBC to me. is one of the highest ranked 
stations in the market and high, one of the highest billing stations in the market with a heritage similar to WTLC FM. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't, it, it does not make community sense, rating sense, or revenue sense. Well, I'm excited for it because they get often on WIBC people that won't come talk to us here. You know, people will run down the street to the circle and talk to the folks in WIBC, but now we'll be in the same building, and I'll be waiting for them in the hallway when they come out. Well, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> you say that, but it's interesting because I've had a lot of conversations with, um, you know, because I'm the diehard independent. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'll tell you I voted for Holcomb, but I voted for our current mayor. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that I, I was ecstatic that I could finally – Vote for Andre because with the gerrymandering mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. the you weren't in the district. that the Republicans did, I'm in the district okay. now because it was too close to losing because mm-hmm. they almost lost. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, "Oh, we're gonna fix this." So mm-hmm. we're we're gonna make Andre congressman for life if he wants to mm-hmm. be, and that's gonna be your one district you get in mm-hmm. Indiana. We're gonna take the rest, which happened around the country. Mm-hmm. So as well, I'm surprised you haven't had talked about the Republican. Um, about um, Friday or, or Saturday when all the things that broke down and um, some of the statements that were made kind of anti-Hokum um, yes, as yes, far as yeah. stuff. But that we don't have time for right. that today. But, um, yeah, so I've had this conversation with a lot of Republican leadership about And they were like, well, if we come in there and your listeners, I'm like, well, you serve everybody. Right. So if our listeners come for you, it's because you said something that probably warned them mm-hmm. coming from you. Especially on our AM, because mm-hmm. right. that's a very, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a very, you better be buttoned up when you walk in there and you right. walk on Community Connection, because right. they know their facts, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. And if you're not buttoned up, they mm-hmm. come for you, and they come for you with facts. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be afraid of them. You should come in buttoned up. Right. I mean, it was the same way when Amos was in there. If right. you don't come in ready, right. you're going to catch it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Can we talk to some of those people real quick? Yeah. We got a couple minutes. Uh, let's go to the phones. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. I'm, I'm back again. All right. Give you 15 uh, seconds. You, you got to be on right. This is Paul. Okay. You got 15 hey, seconds. Hey, how you doing today? I'm fine, so. Uh, thank you for coming on and explaining uh, the business to us. Um, and with, uh, I remember when Amos used to be on the circle. And everybody would come, and the senators and, and, and all the, the, the high people would come. And then all of a sudden, uh, after they moved the station, uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't talk to these people no more. Like, did, we have an, did we have an opportunity to bring some of the, the other leaders and senators and different things that you guys are going to be on the circle? So I, Thanks, I Paul. I don't know what happened with that. Um um, I think part of it was me leaving and part of it was Amos dying. Mm-hmm. I'm just being direct. Yeah, right. Because before that, they walked in this building, mm-hmm. right? They knew they had to. There was no choice. Mm-hmm. So that is already starting to happen, mm-hmm. right, of them walking into the building again, not to the degree that I would like for it to, right. but as um, as Open Lines defines its place and Mm -hmm. as community connection has defined its place again it's become a place that they have to again Mm -hmm. so you're starting to see them walking in the second part of that is some of this is really really polar Mm -hmm. right there's some people who have nothing to say when they walk in this building because they've already said it in a way that they know what's going to happen when they walk in this building Mm -hmm. 
Um, I have some very strong opinions about some elected officials. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do a lot of people on here right now, because I don't think they're serving mm-hmm. the public as a whole. But that's my opinion. And because of that polarness, a lot of that is why that has changed. Not so much us. But one, I do think we fell off, mm-hmm. right, with Amos dying and mm-hmm. me not being yeah. in here holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. And two, we became more polar. Because a lot of times when those people walked in the building, they were not in the middle, but they weren't as far to right. the right as they are right now. Right. So. Let's go to the phones again. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, a business proposition. Uh, you need to let me get a program. I know people from the white community and WIBC for many years. I know all the representatives. Yeah, uh, so, so I, I don't mean to cut you off, but everybody, and, and with all due respect to you, everybody and their mama done approached me this week about a program. Uh-huh. Everybody's an air personality this week. Everybody has a, a thoughts of what they're going to do with IBC and thoughts of what they're going to do with this and thoughts of what they're going to do with that. And I just want to go back to what – Cameron read earlier, I mean, like, I think we're either four or five or four or six Mm -hmm. when it all comes together for the top rated stations in the market. I mean, from a financial standpoint, from a rating standpoint, from a community standpoint, it does not make sense. It's it's about figuring out how you increase that synergy, mm-hmm. right? And it, what you said earlier about sharing people walking down hallways. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in New York, um, I made people mad because – um, before we owned Hot 97 and BLS, mm-hmm. there were people who would come in and out of the building. And I'm like, oh. Then when we owned Hot 97, we owned BLS. It was like, okay. When you come in to do an interview, it gets circulated among right. all the stations. Right. And you're not going to cherry pick when you come in, who you see, what you do. We're not playing this game. Mm-hmm. So and it made people mad. But you know what was interesting is all of them came in. Right. I mean – I mean, we used to have a thing saying when you walk past this place, you're going to be taped. And uh, a mega star came in, so I refused to be taped. I said, it's easy. They said, so we done? I said, no, you don't walk past this point in the building. And that's when all the press people and all the radio and all the record people walked in. I said, it's a real simple rule. Mm -hmm. Everybody else follows it. Mm -hmm. And you know what they did? They went back to their hotel room, put on their makeup and everything else, Mm -hmm. and And came came back back. in and did the interview. Okay. I mean, because that's Mm – at some point – you have to establish your boundaries mm-hmm. for success. And if you don't put all the synergies together, you can't blame somebody else. Shame on you mm-hmm. for not putting all the synergies together. So we got about a minute left um, to wrap this up, and the phone's still ringing. But you have uh, our, our friends are going to be moving down here yep. into this building. So it's going to be a lot of changes in this building. Yep. Um, but they, they are moving here. Um, anything – you, you're not their boss yet, but is there anything you would uh, say uh, to them? First off – I'm never anybody's boss, Cameron. You're I hope not their you're, GM. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm, I mean, I was helping David break down tents and put stuff under the thing at the Walker um, yesterday, and I don't say that for to get some type of. Right. I'm just not that person. I mean, people ask me all the time, "How are you, Steve Harvey and Wendy Williams' boss?" I used to say, "You know, I'm not Steve Harvey or Wendy Williams' boss. I have the pleasure of working with them." Mm-hmm. And I have the pleasure of figuring out what we can do that's mutually successful for both of us, right? And I hope that I approach that, whether Steve Harvey, Wendy Williams, um, B. Swift, Karen, 
um, some of our new personalities. I hope they see that in my approach, that I'm not coming at you like I'm your boss. Mm -hmm. I'm coming at you like, what do we do that's successful for us as a whole? And when I talk about synergy among the brands, I'm not coming at you to put this brand down or that brand down. What I'm trying to figure out is how do we make all the brands stronger using the strength of all the brands together? So, um, that's it. Uh, I are there any questions you have? Because we didn't get to some people that I didn't. I think I hit them all. You, didn't you, I? you hit most of it. The bottom line is Hot ninety six three will move to Hot one hundred point nine. Yep. Um, there will be no major changes with what's going on in Emmis. They're just going to come to this building. But not to this building the way it looks. No, I'm, and I'm because we got to change that. the whole infrastructure. How old is this equipment? Uh, okay, so we were the <laughs> newest Radio One market when we built this out. 22 years ago. Okay. So now our whole infrastructure needs, because we're bringing in all these FM stations, right? right? So our whole infrastructure has just changed. Oh, Karen is popping and John, our engineer, is just happiest because, you know, Mm -hmm. engineers like building Mm -hmm. stuff. Everything's new. It it all has to be new because you need to be able to walk into one. Mm -hmm. If if your studio goes down, Mm -hmm. walk in, do, you know the way it works. Walk in, do do production in another studio. Walk in, go on the air in another studio. So that means every single studio needs to be upgraded. And and we need to build in the plant like six more, I think, John, four more studios and three more production studios. Are we taking the third floor or just the first and two? We're taking, we're moving over a little bit in space. So everybody be in the area, and and we're going to hold all the programming people together because I think that's good synergy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, when somebody walks, Governor Holcomb walks down that hallway, I want it. Well, here's (laughs) the thing though where, and and I'm very, very, it needs to be pre pre-done, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the program directors have to talk to each other. Right. Not where somebody's running out of the hallway, go wrong, go wrong, right. or or mayor, mayor, mayor. It's where that's already pre-appra- right. pre-arranged. Right. If that person's walking in the building, they're walking into the studio and then they're walking into that studio. Right. So they're walking in the building. That gives them time to be versed, right? And that's called that's called synergy. Yeah, that's the synergy. And, and that gives them time to be versed, right? Mm-hmm. Because it may be two totally different crowds that they're talking to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that gives them time and their people to be prepped. But what I say is that means they're talking to the whole po- I mean, our reach will be equivalent of TV stations right. now. Right, I mean, and more diverse. Mm-hmm. We will have TV numbers with more diversity than what TV stations have. Right. So if I'm a politician, if I'm a business owner, why wouldn't I, especially when you're talking about Indianapolis becoming grayer, um, blacker, and browner. Mm -hmm. We have all of those, right? And then you talk about diversity with with women in the workplace and everything going on. Mm -hmm. We're going to have the... I think TLC and um, B105 might be number one and number two women stations, adult women stations in the market right, right. now. Right. I mean, we just, it's, it's just going to, I'm exceedingly excited. Um, we are over. Mm-hmm. I would be calling you right now. You would be. I would be calling Karen right now <laughs> going, Karen, Cameron is over. Um, so. Three minutes over. <laughs> So with that, uh, last question: When when will the deal? When will the change? To, when we when will we start seeing changes happen as the music plays? Um, soon, because we've got like six to nine months to build all this out. I mean, and you know, it's a lot. It's a major undertaking. So you'll start seeing it soon. Um, um, to Pastor Johnson, I'm headed to church. I was hoping to be a little <laughs> late. 
Um, but Cameron went over. He missed his cues and deadlines and stuff. So I am headed to church. I am going to be a little. I'm really excited. I went to Light of the World with my mom last week. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've been back in Eastern Star. Okay. Since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be my, I'm going to be a little late, but this okay. is my first time. Because, and everybody want to say this, because um, uh, Pastor Outlaw, Kim and I had a long discussion about this. It's just a different feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, of being there. Yeah, I mean, we 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 got used to YouTube on the fifty-five inch at home for the last two years. Being in a service is different. The energy's different. The feeling's different. The camaraderie's different. And um, I got a feel of that when we did the seven seven sermons, mm-hmm. right? Um, I got a feel of it at Light of the World last week. I got to be in church. I can't. I can't. I mean, I was I I was and I was the um, at home church person. I would pick the um, the choir mm-hmm. I like from this part of the mm-hmm. country. I picked the sermon I like from that part. I built my own church service at home, y'all. Okay. I just went around the country because you know because YouTube and everybody you had to do it and you had a um, internet TV. But yeah, and I tied we got, right there on the phone. It's right there. So we got to get we got to get that's that's what I got to get better at though. I realized I was going around the country, but I wasn't tied in the way that I did before. So I got to get back into church. I got to get back into tied in the way I did. And I say everybody out there, um, it's time to go back in. It's time to go back in. Um, that energy is amazing. Well, thanks for being the first in-person guest in the studio in more than two years. But as you pointed out like two minutes ago, uh, we're way <laughs> over time. And then you took two more minutes. But I didn't cut you off, not because you're the boss of the GM, but because you're a good dude. And I appreciate you coming on the show. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. On Hot 96.3, it's your favorite music. And coming up in just seconds, it's the Hour of Power with Al Sharpton. We'll see you back here next Sunday, live at 8.